Welcome to the Let's Get Sensory podcast. My name is Kelsey and I'm an occupational therapist, sensory specialist, and ADHD. -er. If you're looking to up-level you and your kids' lives by learning how to live a sensory lifestyle to help with attention, anxiety, hyperactivity, and impulsivity, then you've come to the right place. So here we go. Let's get sensory. I'm so, so excited to have you all. Thank you all for joining me. My name is Kelsey and I am from Atlanta, Georgia and I'm an occupational therapist. Um, I am sensory certified. I'm a sensory specialist. I am also trained in somatic psychology. I am trained in integrated listening program, which is more of like an auditory therapy, trained in breath work. I am also trained in EMDR, trauma-informed, I've done lots of trauma trainings and also reflex integration. So really all of those different trainings, I've taken that and just put it all together that into my unique sensory approach. I know, especially learning about sensory therapy mm -hmm. as an OT, I was like, okay, all of this is life-changing information. Like how did I live my life without this information? But there's like a few things and I was like, okay, this really is tied to trauma, but it's like missing that big kind of trauma component or just like more. So what differs my approach from other sensory therapy approaches you might be or might see is really just combining that trauma-based approach with sensory therapy, just because you'll see it's very, very intertwined. And so a little bit about my personal sensory style. So I am a proud ADHDer. Um, which honestly, growing up, I had a lot of shame, a lot of guilt surrounding my ADHD. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about sensory therapy and just about learning about our nervous system is because it helps us just gain that deep, deep, deeper understanding of who we are, of like what is happening inside of us. Because I know when we don't have that understanding and that knowledge, it feels confusing. It feels overwhelming. It's like, what do I do with this? Like, what is going on? And why is this happening to me? Um, so just through my sensory therapy journey, that has been really powerful to just go from remembering back to feeling all of that gain, that shame and guilt surrounding like my ADHD, my CPTSD, my anxiety, um, and then just going to having that deeper understanding of myself and more importantly, feeling empowered, knowing um, that there's things I can do to help me feel better. And that I, instead of trying to live a neurotypical way, that I can create this life that fits my own unique sensory needs and nervous system needs. So some other fun sensory facts about me is I am a constant foot leg fidgeter. Um, I just, my body loves that sensory feedback. I'm very much a sensory seeker. I also love um, a funky positioner. So one thing during meetings, any chance I get to, I cannot, my preferred position is not to sit in a chair with my legs on the ground. I love to feel as much deep pressure as possible. So even like right now, I am curled up in a little ball on my legs, sitting in a funky position right now. Um, I am also a hair twirler, have been all um, my entire life looking at baby pictures. I have, I think I posted on my story too. Um, you'll see that I've always just had my hair in my and my curls and my hair, or my hand and my hair. Um, so yoga is also my obsession, um, is my happy place. Also, I am animal obsessed. That was definitely a big cuddler, hugger, tactile seeker. And then also lastly, I am a professional shower dancer. So every day I'm having a dance session in the shower. It's just one of those kind of sensory activities, ways to kind of get that sensory feedback that my nervous system needs. 
One thing that's super important to me with any of my programs, any of my classes, I know being an ADHD or growing up, one of the things that I could not stand were just like boring classes where I just felt like I was just being lectured to. So my goal of just like creating this is I really wanted to make it exciting, make it fun. That's why we have some sensory activities planned for you all. And just, I want it to not be surface level. I want to really get deep with you all. This is a very safe place. And so with that starting out, I want to go ahead and jump in and just like get vulnerable with each other, especially when it comes to nervous system healing, that just involves really getting deep. Sensory therapy is just so much more than like maybe what you see on my Instagram or maybe what you read out there. Like it really gets deep at getting to the root of what is causing dysregulation in our body. So I want to start by just getting deep right now. There's something really beautiful and healing and therapeutic about being vulnerable and just sharing those things that we usually suppress um, down and hide from ourselves, hide from others. Um, and just sharing just like, it can be anything at all. It can be that maybe I know I'm going through this right now, haven't done my dishes and that's causing, that's just like something, you know, that I'm struggling with right now is getting that. Cause I have just other things, just like anything at all, something, I guess, more vulnerable, um, that I'm going through and that I have been struggling with and something that I've been working on is just like some trauma surrounding my hair, just growing up um, mixed. And especially I've been having some different health challenges. And so dealing with just my hair falling out and then that just bringing up a lot of past triggers and past trauma surrounding my hair and my identity and just everything. Maybe some of you all can relate with that. And so that has been something that I've been using some of the same nervous system tools I'm going to share with you today and that I, the same steps and yeah, process that I have in my um, programs too, in like sensory therapy retreats, sensory life academy. And so that is something that I have been struggling with and really working on. I know that today, or you might've heard, I also had someone I've been dealing with just some situations with my home space where just not feeling safe in my home, which of course that is like one of the bare. I'm just going to go ahead and side and En fait, c'est pour le... Let me see. Okay. I think we're good. So sorry, my sensory sensitivities. I'm just not feeling safe at my home has been a huge, you know, putting my nervous system into fight or flight and having that dysregulation. And so going into this, I've been trying to do all the different regulation things, but I am still, you know, a little bit more dysregulated than I usually am because that's something I've been dealing with the last couple of days as well. But those are just a few things. And with this and in these moments, especially like going through, whether it's the hair, that's the home situation, those things, having these sensory tools, these nervous system tools that I can fall back on has been just such a saving grace and just having that peace, just knowing that they're okay. I have these things. I know that can work. I have the plan that provides, I feel like just so much peace to our nervous systems, just knowing we have these things and just understanding what's going on internally, just giving myself, being able to give myself more empathy during all of all the things. And so I'm just going to go ahead and read a couple of these out. Fear. Yep. All, a lot of these are fear-based, which just a hundred percent ties back to our nervous system just because that 
nervous system or what it's constantly trying to do is just to help us feel safe. And so talk about more that in a second. Overwhelm perfectionism, also a huge one for me that I'm always like working and diving deeper. But yes, exhaustion. Yes, that I definitely feel that too, especially traveling over the weekend and having just like all the sensory overload that comes with traveling and then coming from this, definitely feeling that as well. But yes, thank you all for being vulnerable. I hope maybe you feel a tiny bit lighter just being able to get that off your chest, just to be able to release it in a sense, um, instead of just holding that in. But what is the cause of every moment of discomfort? So all of those different things that y'all put in the chat, any moment of discomfort that we feel, like what is the cause of that? And this is super important to know, but the cause of that is that we are in that fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Any moment of discomfort has to do resorts back to us being in that state. And of course, it's it's kind of like a spectrum. Like sometimes you'll be more in more fight or flight compared to other times. But just knowing that whenever we feel that discomfort arise, that that is that fight, flight, freeze, fawn state, which of course, you know, it's okay to have a little bit to have healthy amounts of that, because that is, again, what gives us that energy kick that puts us into more alert, whether we need to focus, do different things, but it's about just what sensory therapy is, is just strengthening our senses, strengthening our nervous system to help balance that, to help us find a better balance. So really quick, what is Google's definition of fight or flight? So Google's definition, or for a lot of us, what we think of when, whenever we think of fight or flight, um, so this is Google's definition, the instinctive physiological response to a threatening situation, which readies one either to resist forcibly or to run away. With that definition, I know when I first learned about it, like back in biology's class, like I was thinking, okay, these are only in extreme moments that we go into that. And I feel like having this view of fight or flight really limits us from really just getting a better understanding of what is going on internally and also prevents us from like really getting to those next steps of like what can I can do to help. And so I just want to expand our definition of fight or flight. Fight or flight, my view or my personal definition, my sensory-based definition of fight or flight or for fight, flight, freeze, swan is that instinctive physiological response that causes feelings of discomfort and insecurity in our body. And so again, just knowing that every moment of discomfort is related to fight, flight, freeze, or fun. And so with that, just thinking, okay, if every moment of discomfort, of overwhelm, of all those moments where we just don't feel good inside, if that's related to fight, flight, freeze, fun, why is it that like, as just a whole, we don't talk about this more. We aren't learning about this. Like, why isn't this just like common knowledge for everyone? If this is like the cause of all of those discomfort, of anxiety, of those sensitivities, all of those just feelings of feeling uncomfortable, feeling restless in our body. So now what we're going to be doing today is covering five must-know things to know about fight, flight, freeze, fawn, that, to know about our nervous system. And so the first one, this will be kind of a review if you've been in my classes before, but we have some brand new ones, some super important ones that we're going to cover as we go through. And honestly, it just gets, each I one know. that we share just gets deeper and deeper. It gets better and better in, in some sense. They're all equally important. Fight, flight, freeze, fawn is a spectrum. This is something that 
is really just what sensory therapy is based off of. And just how you hear, have heard that like we all have unique sensory needs. So it falls back on this. One thing to know is like, especially if I have other therapists here, or you know, especially after working with different people with different nervous system, with different sensory needs, like no two people are the same. Like, yes, you'll hear the term like maybe sensory seekers, but then when you get two sensory seekers side by side, they're going to present completely differently. They're going to have their own sensory sensitivities. They're going to have completely different sensory needs that helps them feel good. They're going to seek different kinds of movements that help their nervous system feel good. So just remembering that it is a spectrum. And so being on that spectrum, you're going to see ADHD on that spectrum. You are going to see SVD on that spectrum. That's why for a lot of these different diagnoses, you're going to see anxiety on the spectrum. A lot of these different diagnoses, you'll see a lot of similar symptoms and similar experiences, but they all kind of differ a little. So depending on our sensitive nervous system and our unique nervous system needs, we're going to fall somewhere on that spectrum. We're all being in a different place um, on that spectrum. And so just looking a little bit more into that, what that fight, flight, freeze, fawn is. So again, knowing that just like taking our old definition of fight or flight and what that is, and just looking to expand it like times a hundred. So like looking at fight, that can be any of those moments that you just feel a little bit of anger inside. Sometimes it's subtle, you know, like it's not always that full blown meltdown. Sometimes it's just like feeling a little anger. Maybe it's like a little jealousy. A lot of times it'll be more related to our physical need to release those physical releases, like yelling, screaming, maybe clenching our muscles wanting to control over a situation, feeling that overly competitive, even, and again, it can be subtle where you're just like, maybe you're at work or you're with some peers and different people and you just feel that little competitiveness coming up. So again, how just like any of those moments of discomfort falls into fight, flight, freeze, fun. And then the flight can be more of that hyperactivity, more of that like fidgeting kind of energy, that restlessness feeling, um, that impulsivity, that kind of need to speed through things and to get things out, like not wanting to wait. That's more of that flight state. Um, also like wanting to escape an activity, like not wanting to do something. Um, Hypervigilance, being like very hyper alert. Like, what is that? Where is that? Um, trouble sleeping, just kind of having think like more of that anxious thoughts, those anxious feelings. And then freeze is more of like the procrastinating, that zoning out, that shutting down easily, like, for example, um, and then freeze has definitely always been one of my like top go-to states. I know for a lot of us, we will kind of, you know, experience all of them to some degree, but might, you know, fall towards one direction more. Like for me, that was freeze. So a lot of the daydreaming, the zoning out, procrastinating, shutting down easily. And like one thing that I've really been working on is just during communication, reminding myself that my go-to is freeze and just reminding myself like it is safe to talk. It is safe to communicate. Um, I don't, I'm safe. I don't need to shut down in those moments, but it's safe to speak my mind, to share my thoughts. Um, and so just again, like feeling numb, feeling hopeless, feeling unmotivated. So a lot of mine, that difficulty focusing, feeling depressed for me, just all kind of relating back to being in that freeze state task avoiding, that difficulty listening, <clears throat> difficulty focusing, flashbacks, daydreaming, like a lot of that just related again to being in that more free state. And then it's just nice to have 
a label sometimes, just having that label just to help us like better understand what is going on, having that definition, that understanding now and being like, okay, when those moments arise, being able to give ourselves empathy and being like, okay, I'm in a free state right now. I'm in a flight state right now, being able to label and be like, okay, this is what's happening internally. Cause that awareness is like really the first step to then, you know, helping and doing something to help us feel better. And then the next one, fawn. So has relates to a lot of that people pleasing, that overwhelming guilt that we will feel um, for maybe not getting something done for that overwhelming, like that shame, the feelings of shame we might do if we make a mistake, if we do something wrong, that frequent apologizing, that scared to speak up. With all of that, just knowing that fight, fight, freeze, fawn, but also knowing that we all have our own regulation thermometer. So like just knowing that it isn't trying to get some perfect level, like if we have like a perfect view of what regulation looks like, maybe that's someone that just speaks very eloquently, is perfectly still, all of that, like that is not what the goal of regulation is. And just knowing that we all have our unique regulation thermometer. And when it comes to regulation, you don't want to compare yourself to anybody else or to what you know, maybe society made you believe that regulation is and just knowing that it's about focusing on what feels good to you personally. And so just really getting, and this is something that honestly took time for me to figure out what that was. Like, what is that feeling of feeling good just because I had been in that more dysregulated state for so long. And so again, just remembering that what regulation is really is just feeling peaceful, feeling confident in who you are, no matter what that looks like, that can look like so many different things. But again, just focusing on that feeling that what that feeling of confidence is like for you, feeling proud, feeling motivated, feeling grateful, feeling loved, feeling happy, feeling fearless, feeling capable. All of those are what regulation is really. And you can be all those things and you can be moving around. You can be a fidgeter. You can be all these, like, it doesn't need to, we need to let go of like what we were taught as a society, what regulation is. I know in schools, it's a big one working in schools and seeing it. And it's like, it's enforced at such an early age. Like, okay, this is what regulation is. Even though like kids don't necessarily have a word for it, but sit still, like don't interrupt. Like don't um, express your emotions. Like we're even taught as a society to suppress our emotions and that it's not necessarily safe to release our emotions. Okay, so next up, the second must thing, must need to know thing about our nervous system about fight, flight, freeze, fawn. The second thing we need to know is that what happens when we are constantly triggered into fight or flight, and especially for those of us who are born with extra sensitive nervous systems and extra sensitive senses, um, we grow up just having, being constantly triggered into this fight or flight. And so what happens is our nervous system becomes conditioned. Just like with anything else, if you do something enough and if it happens enough, it's going to become conditioned. Um, and this is what I refer to in a lot of other, you might hear different names for it, but the one that I personally use um, that I feel like is just the easiest to understand is chronic fight, flight, freeze, fawn. With that, what is chronic fight, freeze, fawn? Again, knowing that dysregulation is a spectrum and dysregulation is going to look completely different from one person to another. 
but it's essentially when we have this nervous system regulation baseline and when we are constantly being triggered into fight or flight it's going to put our regulation baseline up here in a more dysregulated state and this is going to become this more dysregulated state is going to become our baseline going through a nervous system healing journey going through a sensory therapy healing journey it's again about lowering your baseline to help you feel better to help you find that regulation baseline that feels good for you and just also knowing that by strengthening our senses and strengthening our nervous system and by doing the things we can lower our baseline it's not fixed it's not where this is our baseline forever i know i've heard that before too where people just being like okay well some people just have a baseline like some people are just have this baseline of being happier and they're just like i don't know if anybody else has heard that but i've heard that a few times and that is false it's not fixed and that it is achievable being someone who spent years decade like for a long time feeling depressed feeling anxious and now just again still you know having my sensory sensitivities and different things but being in a place where my regulation is way down here way better just night and day difference 180 difference just knowing that when we put in the work and we go through that nervous system healing and we create these sensory lifestyles based on our unique sensory needs our unique nervous system needs or for our kids that it does make a huge difference and then again just one way wanted to add this in earlier but just knowing that when it comes to our nervous system's regulation baseline knowing that how it fluctuates is based on like four big things so our routine and our environment so that's when it comes to making environment changes can have such a huge impact it might seem like something small but when you do a lot of like small changes like adding deep pressure into your routine you know finding for example for a child like finding a spot in the classroom where they feel safer there's less visual distractions visual threats their nervous system about um like just making any environment change and routine changes really make can make a big difference and knowing that it doesn't end there though that we also what is impacting our regulation baseline is also our past experiences and our trauma which was why it was so important for me to also just go and learn about trauma trauma-based approaches and trauma healing approaches as much as i can outside of just the sensory therapy world just because that it all ties together our past traumas impacts our senses how our senses is processing all the sensory input around us and then so actually part of the activity that we have at the end will really dive into that and help you understand more of that too as well but then again just knowing that our unique sensory sensitivities so really these are the ones that we are born with um, and also knowing that also trauma can lead to sensory sensitivities so it might not always be a we are born with it situation but again knowing that that can impact it and so having these specific sensory exercises and sensory things that that works on really strengthening our senses and strengthening our nervous system and therefore um, lowering our regulation baseline improving our regulation baseline and then also our core beliefs knowing when we have certain limiting beliefs that that greatly impacts again our how we are processing sensory input how we process different experiences and so that goes to impact a regulation baseline so moving on to the number three must know thing about our nervous system and about fight flight freeze fawn state again just knowing this is kind of we've touched on this before but i just want to dive a little bit deeper but knowing that chronic fight flight freeze fawn can also become 
our comfort zone. And so, like I said, how it feels uncomfortable and discomfort or uncomfortable and you might feel that discomfort and yes, that's fight, flight, freeze, fawn, but we can actually go to find comfort in that feeling. So just a few examples, like, has anybody ever just felt like a sense of comfort of like maybe listening to sad songs, just feeling comforted by listening to sad songs or watching sad movies? Just like not only because we may feel like validated in those moments, which like kind of ties together just because like, okay, someone else is feeling how I'm feeling. Someone else or in a movie watching someone else going through something that you're doing, but it also just provides this sense of, it's kind of like how when a child might be upset and we might be like, oh, you're fine. Like, this is fine. It's normal. Kind of like that, like our nervous system to protect us will be like, and that's getting, getting ahead. But again, it has to do with our nervous system trying to protect us. So it will normalize all of these different feelings and being like, okay, like, okay, this is normal. This anxiety feeling is normal again with becoming conditioned to it. It's just like normalizes these feelings of comfort where again, it's just our baseline. It's like, but we just get so used to it and so accustomed to it that there becomes that we have this comfort in, in doing it. Like another example is even like, I know as a child, I don't know if anybody else did this. And just like looking back at like the people that I made friends with as a child were people that might be sensitive, um, might be like had these of same intense emotions as I was feeling and just like clinging to these people just because it provided this sense of comfort um, because that had become my comfort zone by being conditioned that had become my comfort zone. Again, just knowing like when we are hyper alert and one of the reasons why we might feel safe, we might feel protected, we might feel more calm and we're hyper alert is because we feel more protected because we're, again, we're being, we're protecting ourselves. So that brings that kind of sense of comfort to us. When we feel angry, we might feel safe in a way and feel more comfort because we feel more in control. So again, all relating back to our nervous system's huge, constant 24 seven desire to protect ourselves um, and to help us feel more safe feel frozen we might feel safe we might feel calm because we have escaped quote unquote we feel like we have escaped danger we've escaped harm um so just knowing that again during some of these moments we might feel like a lot of this discomfort and this fight flight response symptoms have become part of our comfort zone and so with that knowing that by being here, honestly, I huge, huge applaud to you because even doing this can feel uncomfortable. Even being here can just feel uncomfortable too by just like kind of being like, okay, it feels like, okay, what we're doing was wrong and that can even feel like a threat to our nervous system kind of thing. So just knowing any step that we take towards healing, towards doing something, Every little step, just by being here today, that is getting out of our nervous system's comfort zone. And so just knowing that whether it is reading a book, showing up to a masterclass, just taking those little steps to get out of our comfort zone in order to find that healing, getting to that healing zone. Okay, the fourth thing, this one's a big thing. This one's super, super important. So the fourth must know thing that you need to know about our nervous system, about fight, flight, freeze, fun. 
So the first thing that our senses are the gateway to our nervous system. This is why you might hear like, there's a lot of different nervous system regulation things out there, but to really get to the root, to get to like the root of what is dysregulation that's happening, we can't leave out our senses. And that's because our senses are the gateway to our nervous system. And so knowing that our nervous system really has its own language and a big part of that is sensory. And so by that, what I mean is that like a lot of times when we speak to our nervous system and we try these different approaches where we're like regulate, calm down, relax, our nervous system doesn't understand that. And so knowing that why, like what makes sensory therapy so effective and so powerful and so therapeutic is because it's speaking our nervous system's language. It is speaking in a way, whether it's deep pressure, whether it is just like all the different kind of approaches and strategies that we use, it is speaking our nervous system's language where our nervous system's like, oh, I know what you mean. Like, okay, that's actually going to help me regulate, feel better. Like you're speaking my language now. And so again, big part of sensory therapy is speaking to our nervous system in its own language. So again, in those moments when we're using different strategies and different tools, just like as you go through and you like learn something or learn a strategy that works, whether it's something that we're going to do at the end or different things, just like adding that to your toolbox and being like, okay, my, that's, that's my nervous system's language. Like my nervous system speaks that language, understands that. Okay. The fifth one, and this is the most important one. This one's so, so important. What are the main core limiting beliefs behind chronic fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze, fun? So remember how I mentioned earlier how we have our core beliefs that impact our regulation, knowing that behind chronic fight, flight, freeze, fun, there are a lot of times these core limiting beliefs that I see in kids, that I see in adults, everybody um, coming in with chronic fight, flight, freeze, fun, showing, showing them in the nervous system all having these kind of, there's a few of them. And these are like what we work on reprogramming inside of like just through sensory therapy. But I'm going to go over three big ones today. So the first one is just this feeling of hopelessness. So this feeling that I can't get better. Um, and so just again, the first step to healing is awareness. So being aware that we have these core limiting beliefs. And then again, the next step would be doing the tools. And I'm going to show you one of the tools that you can use today to help on rewiring these limiting beliefs. But one of the big ones is that I can't get better. And what this looks like is like, we might feel hopeless and it can be just any situation, but then again, that goes to make us feel unsafe which that is going to send a message, that message is going to send to our nervous system, like, oh, we're unsafe, there's a threat, which is going to then again, trigger us into that fight, flight, freeze, fawn, which is going to, you know, lead to more feelings of hopelessness, and we're going to get stuck in this loop. And that is why how that becomes a core limiting belief is because we are constantly just having things to kind of trigger us and we're caught in this loop of feeling hopeless. So the second core limiting belief that you'll see tied to chronic fight, flight, freeze, fun is this belief that I am under attack. So again, just thinking of how a lot of times having this extra sensitive nervous system and having that chronic fight, flight, freeze, fun, we're constantly feeling like we need to be more alert, like we're under attack. And so when we feel not safe about a cer certain circumstance, we can bring, okay, so this is another thing. This is a big thing. And I have an example for this too. 
And so yesterday I got home Sunday and then yesterday I was just feeling so much anxiety, just, you know, surrounding this surrounding other things going on in my life. And I like forgot. And I had to keep on reminding myself that a lot of this anxiety is stemming from that big anxiety of my home, not feeling safe, having that attack. And so knowing that when we feel under attack, whether it's sensory triggers going off, whether it is like a past experience or something that on our subconscious, that's making us feel under attack, we can bring that feeling with us into other circumstances, into other situations. So like, for example, if like something happened at home and then we go into work where we're still like on edge kind of thing. So just knowing that we can bring that core limiting belief into different situations and um, different scenarios. And again, knowing that again, this makes us get caught into that loop, which is what makes this core limiting belief be so deeply ingrained in us. So we feel under attack, we feel unsafe. Our nervous system again is like, oh, that's a threat, triggers us into that fight, flight, freeze, fawn feel under attack, feel unsafe. And again, keeps us caught into that loop is what creates that limiting belief being so deeply ingrained inside of us. And it can even be as simple as like, if anybody else might resonate with this, but even like walking down the street where you just feel restless, you feel a little bit on edge. And again, just like reminding myself, one of those like little things that I'll do, little strategies or tools that I'll use is reminding myself like, okay, I am safe in this moment. And like, again, having that awareness, like this is that limiting belief is popping up. And so giving myself that extra support, that extra guidance to help end that loop, to help break that loop whenever I feel it pop up. And the third core limiting belief that for those of us with chronic fight, fight, flight, freeze, fawn that will pop up is this core limiting belief that it's do or die. We feel this overwhelming pressure, um, this overwhelming pressure to do anything. Um, that's why like even doing tasks as, you know, like washing the dishes, like doing cleaning or different things, why it can be even more difficult is not only because we're in that free state, but because we have this core limiting belief that there is an immense amount of pressure to do these things. And that it's again, kind of like it's do or die. And so again, how we'll get stuck in that loop is we feel overly pressured and that's like, okay, that's a threat. Like we're not safe. There's lots of pressure here. Nervous system triggers into fight, flight, freeze, fawn. We continue to feel overly pressured. And so we get stuck in the loop. And so just knowing that again, with all of these, just by knowing that these core limiting beliefs and that being aware now of that, okay, I have this core limiting belief that it's do or die, that there's immense amount of pressures always, that I have this core limiting belief that I can't get any better, that I am not healing, that I'm um, that I'm getting, that I'm not healing or getting any better. Um, the other one, like I am under attack, always feeling under attack, even in little situations where I'm like, okay, someone looked at me funny. And again, reminding myself like, okay, that's that core limiting belief of feeling under attack. So it's just super important to, again, be aware of these three limiting beliefs and then also work on rewiring these limiting beliefs. And so I'm going to take you through one of the tools, one of the strategies to work on rewiring. We're going to focus on the pressure one today, but just knowing that one, we're going to do a meditation today, which I love meditation, specifically guided meditations, especially for those of us who have extra sensitive nervous systems. I know for me, I went to a meditation group class years back, like at the beginning when I was like 19. 
or 20. And I remember like trying to meditate and just being like, this does not work. My brain is moving too fast. Like I did it. It was like a group class where we'd go in every week. And I was just like, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. And then found with guided meditations, it's a lot more sensory friendly. It's a lot more nervous system friendly, just to have that extra guidance, that extra support, that extra kind of accommodation um, to help us again, just achieve that more relaxed state. That same kind of the goal of meditation is to help us really get into that relaxed state. And so for those of us with extra sensitive nervous systems, neurodivergency, it can help having a guided meditation to help us reach that state. Um, and also while we're doing that meditation, we're also going to be, you know, doing addressing, it's going to be a sensory meditation. And we're also going to be working on rewiring this limiting belief that it's do or die of feeling this immense amount of pressure always. Um, so if you are able to just maybe get comfortable, I recommend lying down for this one. If you have a blanket, grabbing a blanket, um, you can feel free to leave your video on or maybe Turn off your video if that feels more comfortable for you or you feel safer so you are able to just relax fully. Um, just a couple of things to note is that just at any time, just go at whatever feels comfortable for you. And so again, there'll be some opportunities to just work on releasing some past trauma. So just again, do whatever feels comfortable for you and just know that you can um, come back, you can stop at any time. And also there is going to be an opportunity to yell where I'm going to talk you through and guide you through yelling to just help on just releasing some of that tension, that stress that we have on our nervous system. And so if you're able to yell fully out free, I highly recommend going with that, but you can also scream into a pillow, scream into your arm. You can also just do a silent body scream is one that I'll do if I'm not able to scream out loud to release. And so I'll just kind of like scream in my body where I'm like physically doing all of the things of yelling, um, but I'm not, there's no sound coming out, but that will be part of it. So just going to let you all get a second to get comfy and get situated, find a comfy spot. So just begin by just letting yourself get really comfortable, letting out any wiggles, any adjustments, just to help your body feel more settled, your mind feel more settled as you just get really cozy, focusing on feeling more comfortable than you've felt all day. Just feeling comfortable, feeling supported wherever you are. Maybe gently roll your neck around very slowly. And just make sure to help it feel eased in your movement and not too forced. And gently roll your neck around in the opposite direction, releasing any tension you have built up in your neck and your shoulders. Maybe move your eyebrows up and down, releasing any tension in your forehead and your eyes. Maybe move your jaw up and down, maybe in a circle releasing any tension that you have in our jaw, common area where we like to hold a lot of stress, a lot of tension. And continue just moving down your shoulders, rolling your shoulders around slowly and gently. And going back the opposite direction, releasing all the tension we hold in our shoulders throughout the day. And just start slowing down your breathing 
taking longer, slower, deep breaths in, breathing in fully and exhaling slowly. Take a couple of deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth to breathe in. And sigh, release it all out. Just take a couple more deep breaths in, biggest breaths that you've taken all day. Feel your stomach expanding on the inhale and relax and let go as you exhale. And just take a couple more deep breaths in. Now, I want you to visualize yourself as a child standing out in front of you. Whatever age pops up first for you. I just want you to visualize you standing there out in front of you. Little you. And I want you to bring to mind a moment where you felt immense pressure as a child, whatever moment or memory that comes to mind first, any moment at all where you felt a lot of pressure, maybe pressure to be a certain way or pressure to do something, to get something done, anything at all, whatever pops up for you. And I want you to again, visualize little you standing out in front of you. I want you to look into your eyes, seeing how that memory made you feel. And just notice that fight, flight, freeze, fawn in your eyes. See that emotion in your eyes as you look at little you out in front of you. And I want you to give yourself that comfort that you desperately needed at that time. Maybe little you needed a hug, just go and hug them or hold their hand or simply just look into their eyes, tell them you love them. Whatever comfort you needed at that moment. And now we are going to Give little you that validation, comfort, and guidance that you desperately needed at that time, that your nervous system needed so badly. So repeat after me. That was so much what you went through. That was so much that you had to endure. You are so safe now. You are so loved. You are so protected. You are safe to release all that pressure that you felt. You are so safe to release all the weight that you've been holding on to. Tell little you how proud you are of yourself. Tell little you how you are so safe to release it all. In, in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to yell if you are able to, to yell together with little you standing out in front of you and to just yell together at the top of your lungs 
and releasing all of that pressure, releasing all of that tension. So I'm gonna to count to three and just yell as loud as you can at the top of your lungs, releasing it all. One, two, three. And just release and let it all go. You're safe to release. And just keep on releasing as long as you need, letting it all go, letting all that pressure, all that tension, all that stress go. Whenever you're ready, just gently come back. In just a moment, we're gonna send love to our nervous system. And just gently send love throughout your body. Experience those deeply healing powers of love. There's no better feeling. Just feeling proud of yourself for releasing. Send yourself that love that you so deeply deserve, that little you so deeply deserved. Our nervous system craves it more than anything. That feeling of love, which is the strongest feeling of safety. Maybe give yourself a hug if that feels good. Just sending that deep pressure love, Just sending that message of love. Whenever we feel love, whether it is from someone else or it's a feeling of pride, gratitude, it sends a strong message of safety, peace and ease that heals our nervous system more than anything else. I want you to pick a color, any color at all, maybe your favorite color or just the first color to come to mind. And in a moment, I want that color to represent love for you. I want you to visualize the people you love the most standing out in front of you, maybe your friends, maybe your family, maybe your loved ones that have passed away, all standing out in front of you, smiling, looking at you so proud, sending you so much love and comfort, that comfort that you so deserve and so deserving of, sending you so much love. I want you to visualize them just maybe hugging you or sending you so much love and gratitude. Feel how proud they are of you. You also notice little you, you when you're a child standing out in front of you, also smiling and beaming, feeling freer, feeling lighter, also sending you so much love, feeling free from that pressure, feeling that weight lifted, smiling at you, feeling so proud of you for who you are and everything that you've made it through. And I want you to bring to mind that color that you chose to represent love and visualize that color spreading throughout you, spreading throughout your body, that color glowing around you as you're filled with those feelings of love. And just enjoying this moment. You are so worthy of love. You're so worthy of feeling comforted. You're so, so deserving. 
Now, before we come back, I want you to slowly release any last tension or pressure in your body. Slowly bring your attention down to your feet. Just observe any sensations you notice in your feet. You might want to wiggle your toes just a little. Just noticing without judgment and gently releasing any tension, any less stress, however you feel inclined. Just affirm with me. I release tension. I release stress. I release pressure. Whenever you're ready, move your attention up your ankles and calves, knees, thighs. Observing the sensations you're experiencing throughout your legs as you continue to release and let go. Breathe into and breathe out legs, releasing all tension. If you notice any discomfort, pain, or stiffness, don't judge. This is simply tension and pressure coming up to be released. Just simply notice it. Observe how all sensations rise and fall, shift and change moment to moment. Just observe and allow the sensations to release and let go. And move to the sensations in your lower back, softening and releasing any tension as you breathe in and out. Slowly moving your way to your mid back and upper back. And just gently shift your focus to your stomach and all your organs working hard to support you each and every second. You continue to breathe. Bring your aware to your chest and heart region. Gently noticing your heartbeat. Just releasing any tension, continuing to affirm, I release this tension. I release this pressure. And then keep on moving gently, shifting your focus and bringing awareness up into your arms, continuing to breathe and shift focus up into your neck and shoulders, just releasing any pressure you have built up there, just feeling any tension rolling off your shoulders. And slowly keep on moving and shifting your focus to your head and your face, observing and releasing any tension there. And lastly, just expand out, noticing your entire body as a whole. Bring into your awareness the top of your head down to the bottom of your toes and just feel the gentle rhythm of your breath as it moves through your body. Feel all of that energy moving freely throughout your body. Notice how your senses feel lighter and feel more free as all of that tension and pressure has been released. Before we come back, notice any shifts in your nervous system. I'm just sending love and gratitude to your nervous system and to yourself for everything that you do and for everything that you've made it through. And take a full deep breath, taking in all the energy of this practice and sigh it all out, release it all, let go. Whenever you're ready, gently open your eyes and welcome back.
We'll give you all a second. Welcome back. Would love to know how that was for you, that big release. I know that one can feel heavy. I know sometimes when we do a big release like that, we can have a lot of feelings. So just know if you are feeling kind of tired or whatever comes up for you, just know that there might be some more things, sensations, different things in our body that is continuing to be released after. So just being very gentle with yourself and also just continuing to kind of send that nervous system love after to really help integrate all of that, everything that we released out in that meditation and kind of have let your mantra for the rest of your day kind of be like, I release this pressure. And so I just want to, before we get to any questions, any last questions, I know that was a lot that we covered and that we kind of went through. I know those were like some big things, some big topics um, that might've just brought out some things that we haven't thought about in a long time. I know that for me, whenever I'm just thinking about the past and different things, like a lot of emotions can come up, like even just like maybe this, you know, here for your child, and maybe this even just like brought up some things about your own nervous system that maybe, you know, you weren't even thinking that you were here for today. Um, and so just knowing that after experiencing, bringing all of these hard topics really again, that are kind of like out of our comfort zone, just giving yourself grace, um, and ease for however, whatever emotions are coming up. And then again, just continuing to release it all as it comes up, whether that might be some through deep pressure, um, maybe screaming into a pillow again at the end of your day, just whatever comes up for you, however you feel inclined to release. So I have some special announcements before we get to our questions. So the Facebook group is going to open up today and there will be a copy of this meditation. There'll also be a replay as well. Okay. So sensory therapy retreat is officially open for enrollment. So sensory therapy retreat is a guided sensory therapy program for adults. And so in it, we have biweekly therapy sessions. We have, we go deep into um, sensory therapy for adults specifically, and also that trauma-based therapy and that somatic therapy, it's all kind of tied together. And so it's just guides you step-by-step and exactly what to do to really help strengthen your nervous system to help you create a sensory lifestyle for yourself. And so it's a group program. So we'll meet every other week and you'll have different meditations and different activities and different things to do each week that you'll be guided through. And so that is open for enrollment today and it closes on, I believe it's April 1st that it closes. And then also I have a program for parents. It's called Sensory Life Academy, which both of those for today and tomorrow will be $50 off with the discount code REVOLUTION. So if you use REVOLUTION for any of my programs on my website, those will all be $50 off. And so for Sensory Life Academy too. If I have any Sensory Life Academy alumni, we have a special group session coming up as well. But the Facebook group as well, I see some questions about the Facebook group. So the Facebook group will open today. So I'll have the, the guided meditation that we did today will be in there. The replay will be in there. And then um, we'll also be able to chat 
answer any questions, we'll be able to connect in there and that will be open for a week. So you'll have access to the replay and everything until also, I think it's March 31st. But now I just want to open up to any questions. And so the Sensory Life Academy is for kids. Yes, yeah, so that's for kids. And so it walks you through my specific like sensory protocol for kids. Sensory somatic protocol, it has meditations for kids in there. It has different sensory activities for there. And both my, those programs, Sensory Life Academy, Sensory Therapy Retreat, there is evaluations to help you really look deep. I know like something we talked about sensory therapy and we kind of like touched on like some parts of sensory therapy, but the programs dive like way, way deeper and especially the evaluations into really seeing like what specific parts of our nervous system, of our senses that really need strengthening. And so I teach my specific kind of formula for strengthening our senses. And so, oh, we had Sam from Ghana. That's so amazing. So happy to have you all. We had people from all over. That's so exciting. All the therapists, psychologists, daycare. This is amazing from Chile. Okay. So the, yep. The main core limiting beliefs, hopelessness, victim. So hopelessness is I'm not getting any better. And so that one just for anything for, it can be especially like work-related, like I'm not getting better, I can't do this. It can not just be surrounded to nervous system healing, but it can just be a core limiting belief surrounding a lot of different things. Victim is I am under attack. And so just feeling under attack, just feeling on edge, really tied to that hyper alertness and then feeling that pressure that it's do or die kind of thing. Like whether it's an activity, like just feeling immense pressure. So there are more core limiting beliefs, but those are just um, three main ones that we went over today. And even with the meditation, some other things to you could do is even using that same meditation. But when I cue for bringing up a moment that has to do with pressure, maybe bringing up a moment that has to do with a time that you felt hopeless or a time that you felt under attack. So you can still work on rewiring those limiting beliefs with that same meditation that'll have. And for those of you that also had the VIP upgrade, so you'll have access to this one. So you'll have lifetime access to this one, to that meditation. You'll also have the other meditations and the other video lessons and sensory therapy sessions that I have inside that one as well but just knowing that you'll have continued access. And if you still want, it's not too late to also get that VIP upgrade as well. That'll be in the email along with the Facebook group. Can it be that mild depression be the nervous system and freeze? Yes. Yes. A lot of times, I know for me being that a lot of my depression symptoms were, and even anxiety symptoms were related to being in that freeze state. So that feeling hopeless, that feeling unmotivated, feeling very low energy related to that. That was a great question. So again, kind of like how everything ties back to being in that fight, flight, freeze, fawn, any kind of feeling of discomfort, again, kind of like that nervous system spectrum, that fight or flight spectrum. So depression would just be a part kind of on that spectrum. Okay. How do I avoid crying whenever I'm engaged in conversation? Sometimes it's not even that deep and it's pretty embarrassing. 
So I have a few things about that. Thank you for also asking that because I know that's a really vulnerable question to ask. And so just knowing by even just asking about that and talking about that in a group that you are working on just strengthening that and um, working on that just by simply commenting, but also know one, so that it's pretty embarrassing. This is something that we'll do a lot of times is we will shame ourselves. So it seems like you have an as I'm saying you have, as I've definitely been there and I have this come up too, but that shame or guilt. Um, and so we are guilting ourselves before it even happens. And just knowing whenever we feel that shame, that is going to cue that fight or flight and make it even more intense. And so just knowing to give yourself, be purposeful about giving yourself love and grace in those moments, because that will help kind of break that shame cycle of feeling that shame, feeling that guilt and getting more into fight or flight and feeling more, even, even more um, intense emotions, but also knowing that you said, how do I avoid crying? So this is something again, that we are taught to suppress our emotions. And we're taught that we, our goal is to not feel any emotions, not feel sadness, not feel anger. And that's not what sensory, and that's a big part of what we're working on reprogramming. It's just reminding ourselves that it is safe to feel and it is safe to release, especially those of us with extra sensitive nervous system, just knowing that we need to be regularly releasing our emotions and that can come in so many different forms. It might be like, even I watched an elephant video about a mom elephant protecting a baby elephant. I don't know if anybody has seen that one circulating on TikTok, but I found myself crying. And then I kind of was like, oh, this is, I'm crying already. Let me just continue to kind of like release all these emotions. Cause you know, it's probably not even just tied to that one little specific TikTok, but just like regularly releasing, just reminding yourself that knowing that the limiting belief kind of that it seems like you might be believing that a lot of us believe is that we are not safe to feel, to release, to feel these big emotions, to release these emotions. And so knowing that, and that will kind of help you give yourself more love and more grace in that moment too, by knowing that it is totally okay to feel. It is totally safe to feel. It's not a bad thing. Cry. And that we actually need to be releasing our emotions more often is actually how we help, which might've been a surprise. You might not think that. So where can we learn more with you? So I'll put my website here. So sensory therapy.com. Thank you so much. So happy to have you here. So Stevie is an alumni too. We've been through my program or sensory therapy retreat. Okay, so there's the website. Okay, so there's the website. You will be able to find Sensory Therapy Retreat, which is program for adults, um, and also Sensory Life Academy, which is program for kids. Also for therapists, I have a training coming up in May, which is specifically for therapists, whether OTs, SLPs, psychologists, social workers, teachers, it's invited to everybody. So that's specifically for those of us that have work with kids or clients who have extra sensitive nervous systems. For sensory therapy retreat, I forgot to add. So this is also for any coaches or therapists who work with adults who are looking to learn about sensory therapy for adults. So I have um, a lot of coaches that will also go through. And so you'll find both sensory therapy retreat. Um, you'll find all of that on my website, sensorytherapist.org. So, so are you saying that you believe that kids with sensory processing issues or needs um, that it can be from trauma? Yes. I go through in the upgrade. I actually have 
two video lessons that go really on depth on that. So that is really, I talk way more about trauma and, um, and the upgrade. I talk a lot more about trauma and its relation, its connection to sensory therapy, um, to sensory in our nervous system. So if you want to learn more about that, I would recommend definitely the upgrade, but Yes, it's honestly, it's like I, I go over that and like an over hour long thing. So it's hard to give you an answer right now because I can talk about that for a long time. Um, but yes, so for the VIP upgrade, so I set it out before. I think you can find it on the website for Century Revolution, but it'll also be in the email that I send out with the Facebook group, the replay. Um, it'll be in that too. So yes, Sensory Life Academy is for parents of kids with regulating issues. So that can be anything at all. It really can be for all kids, not necessarily kids with extra sensitive nervous system. Um, just being a kid simply comes with having a, a you know, a growing nervous system, just kind of like how, you know, kids' brains are growing, their nervous system is growing too. So I think it's beneficial for all kids, but especially kids with extra sensitive nervous system. For kids, ADHD kids, autistic kids, for HSPs, um, highly sensitive person kids, kids with anxiety, all, all different kids. So the retreat for the sensory therapy retreat, which is for adults, we start in April. And then the training in May that is for therapists or anybody who works with kids is going to be in May. And I think I have the dates of that. I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's like May 24th, but you can go ahead and actually save your spot and enroll for that on my website, which reminds me, I will go ahead and add that revolution, that discount for the training as well. Um, so I'll have that as well. What are your thoughts on enmeshment with people with extra sensitive nervous systems? That's a really good question. And... I honestly could go into, I could do a whole masterclass on that. But again, just kind of, I guess my first thoughts would be on just knowing how our nervous system craves that safety, that feeling of safety. And so enmeshment 100% has everything to do with that nervous system's needs for regulation, trying to regulate. Um, so it is completely intertwined. And I guess like my second thoughts would be by working on nervous system regulation independently would help with that. But I honestly could go a lot more depth with that question, but that was a great question. That was a great connection. So one of my favorite things about sensory therapy is once you start learning about it, it's like, you can't unsee it. I know like Cindy, you're a sensory therapy retreat alumni who's been through it. Like, it's like, you really, once you learn it, it's like you, everyone you talk to, it's not a bad thing. I feel like it's a powerful thing because you are able to understand everything better and understand what's happening, know how to react in certain situations with different people or just like in different things, not only for yourself, but just in your relationships. So it's just, I love the connections that come after learning about it. I feel like that's where the magic happens. And it's just so interesting to see things through a sensory therapy lens, a sensory lens, a nervous system lens. So how can we meet with you one-on-one? -on -one? 
So I am, I do have one-on-one -on -one services. It's full right now, um, but I do evaluations and I also do one-on-one -on -one meetings. I think that in April I'll have some spots opening up, which if you're not on my email list, I'll send me your email and then I can add you to my email list because I'll open when I have spots opening or I'll also usually mention it on like my Instagram stories. I'll know if I have spots opening, but right now I'm full. But yes, offer guidance for how to find an OT or sensory therapy near you. My personal favorite, so you can just search sensory occupational therapists near me would be like one easy way. I personally love Star Institute trained therapists. I, I love their approach. That's like the one of the programs that I'm certified in, but they have, I have a link. I'll actually, are there sensory techniques we can use we experience with overthinking and guilt? Yes. So I know like there's even like the meditation that we did today that works on like working on um, rewiring, reprogramming that pressure. That is just like one tools of many, I would say that would work. Um, so I know like in my both programs, a lot of it is just sharing lots of different tools that you can pick and choose and figure out which one works best for your nervous system. Kind of use like a lot of different ones to also just like help work together. To rewire limiting beliefs to help rewire and strengthen our nervous system. But I do, I guess, looking for a quick tip or quick strategy. My quick tip, quick strategy for that. Honestly, there's so much, it's hard to just like give a quick tip or quick strategy for that. I would use my quick tip or quick strategy just to start working on it. Cause again, making any step towards healing is going to be extremely impactful, just helping to get out of our comfort zone. So my quick tip or quick strategy for overthinking and guilt would be even just using that meditation, that same meditation that will be in the group and just seeing moments that come up for you whenever I prompt for feeling pressure, just for feeling guilt and really honing in, focusing on that during the meditation. Also in the upgrade two, I have, that is something that we also go into a lot more depth, talking about shame and guilt and that specific limiting belief. So I would also recommend that to just help really dive into that even more. Thank you all so much though. This has been seriously such a beautiful masterclass. Yes, I have a free deep pressure library too that I would highly recommend. I have lots of different free resources. Also, I have like a sensory kind of quiz for kids and I have another one for adults that has different tips too as well. Oh, so there's a VIP upgrade access to my, it's like a weekend sensory program. So it's like a three-day sensory program. So it'll have the replay to this the meditation for this. It'll also have some other video lessons that just goes more in depth. And also have more meditations and kind of some different journal prompts as well. So for that will be available also until the 31st, you'll have a link to that upgrade. I so appreciate you all for taking time to come hang out with me and to learn about sensory therapy. Just thank you for being on that sensory advocacy journey for just helping me spread the word, just hopefully telling your friends about it and different things or just getting the word out there about nervous system regulation. And it's important just knowing, especially after today, just how important it is and how it impacts literally everything we do. And just, yeah, just thank you so much. This was so special. All the best sensory vibes and nervous system vibes and just all the positive energy as you just continue and go through your sensory healing journey, your nervous system healing journey. I know it is one of those journeys that is like 
so incredibly rewarding, but also can be super challenging just because we really have to get out of our comfort zone to really do a lot of that healing, bring up that past trauma and just do all those different things. But just knowing that it is so incredibly worth the journey. And it's one of those journeys that I've been on for 10 years and I'm continuing to just get more and more out of, like I'm just continuing to just deepen, regulate my nervous system, my personal, if you remember my little regulation thermometer is continuing just like deepen and deepen and just to reprogram. And so it's just like one of those really, it's why I call it a lifestyle because it's just like, it really is a lifelong journey as you go through that nervous system. So just knowing that it just gets better and better and better as you go through. Thank you all so much. I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day. Hopefully I'll see you all soon.